Welcome to Smart Poker Study, the podcast dedicated to helping you earn more money, study more effectively, and be 1% better every day. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. In last week's episode number 237, I helped you add tables to your online play sessions, and I discussed having a kick-ass attitude on the felt. It's poker study time, y'all. It's time to get to work, do some listening, take some notes as you're listening, and of course, if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend. Speaking of friends, I've got a brand new Patreon insider, my buddy, Brian Riley. Thank you so much, Brian, for your support starting just about a week ago or so now. So if you want to support the show like Brian, go to patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. There are different levels of support with different rewards attached. And as soon as you become an insider, you get access to the archive of patron-only content associated with your level of support. So please jump on this Patreon train and join us on this poker journey. Just go to patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. Alrighty, today I'm talking about how to handle your poker nemesis. These players, they seem to read your soul when you're on the felt. They fold quickly when you've got the goods, they're able to extract tons of value against your second best hands, and they get you to fold a lot. So I'm going to help you face your nemesis today. But first, here's today's challenge. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Use your database to analyze the showdown hands of your nemesis. Pay particular attention to hands where you lost lots of money or you felt that they read your soul. Complete full hand reading exercises with showdown hands so you can assign your nemesis a range and narrow it through the streets. Your goal is to learn what they're doing that exploits you so you can either avoid it or work to counterattack the next time you face them on the felt. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Please visit the show notes page for everything I discussed today, along with screenshots and links at www.smartpokerstudy.com slash pod238. No more dilly-dallying, let's get to it. Gambate! And now for our feature presentation. So the other day, a listener who, I will give them a code name, we'll call them Dark Fox, they reached out with a question. Here's the question. Uh, Some guy I play live poker with, codename Nemesis, seems to know what I've got every hand. He can pick out a bluff and lay down a value bet. I do the same thing every time I put an important bet into the pot. I hide in my hoodie, but he always knows and often calls my hand. What is he doing that I can't? So I love this question, and I thought my answer to Dark Fox would make a great podcast topic. So when you encounter your poker nemesis, you have to answer the question, how does he read my soul? Now, there are two things that immediately come to mind for this. Number one is that your nemesis is great at hand reading. He understands all of your plays pre-flop, and he knows what kind of player you are in general. And based on those pre-flop actions, he puts you on a range right then and there. Next, when that flop hits, he gauges how well your range hits the board, and because of his understanding of the type of player you are, he can narrow that range to a certain set of hands based on the actions you take from that point forward. 
He can do this through the streets, and when the pivotal decision comes on the flop, the turn, or the river, he's able to make the correct play because he understands you so well, and he understands your range as well, and he's able to read the situation. So he makes the perfect exploitative play. Now, the second thing that comes to mind for the situation you're in, Dark Fox, is that you're giving away your hand strength with your actions. Now, this can be as simple as you make tiny bets with your bluffs and you make larger bets for value. And maybe you don't even consciously realize this, right? Uh, maybe you start playing with your chips when you have a very strong hand or a strong draw or your hands are in your lap and they're just sitting there when you have a total bluff or a weak hand. This basically boils down to if he knows what you have all the time, you are probably doing something to clue him into the hand that you have. So now that we know how they're potentially taking advantage of you, what can you do about it? Well, the first thing you can do is figure out what you're doing wrong. So maybe you can recall certain instances of when they exploited you. Because Dark Fox, you're a live player, write down all you can about the preflop actions, the board, the stack sizes, and the bet sizes of prior hands, and try to figure out what he's picking up on that tells him what you have. But because you play live, you might not be able to recall uh, all of these hands so vividly. So the next time you face your nemesis on the felt, take really good notes when they seem to read your soul. Pay attention to your nemesis as soon as you get involved in a hand with them. Take note of their stack size, the position, uh, your actions, and your position as well. It's critical that you take note of what the exact board is, your actions, and his actions, with the sizing on every single street. And you want to record the point of the hand when you really feel that they know what you have and record the plays that they make that exploit their knowledge of you. And for everyone else listening, you know, if you're an online player, you have a full database of hands that you can run through to analyze in this exact same way. And that's the reason why I love online play, by the way. Make sure you tag hands where your nemesis exploited you so that you can review them later on off the felt. Now, the second part of handling your nemesis is to analyze each hand from their perspective. So take your notes from that live hand or review that hand of online play and try to step outside of yourself and imagine that you are your nemesis. You are just now dealt this hand, whatever it is, and Dark Fox made his play and you responded the way you did. Why did you, as your nemesis, respond that way? What was it about Dark Fox's actions that told you he had such a weak or maybe a strong hand? So you are going to go through this process with every single hand that you take notes on or hands that you play online that you tagged. Your goal is to understand what your nemesis sees in your play style and how he takes advantage of it. Once you understand what he's picking up on and how he's exploiting you, you can start to combat it. Which leads us right to step number three, combating your nemesis. Now, this is as simple as not making those same plays again. So let's say that you find you make the mistake of betting half pot with your bluffs and three quarter pot uh, for your value bets. Bam! You've now figured out what you're doing wrong, and this is possibly what your nemesis is picking up on to exploit you. So from now on, when you're in a hand against them, and possibly against anyone else, of course, but especially against the nemesis, you need to be bluffing and value betting in the exact opposite ways. So turn your value bets into half pot bets and your bluffs to three quarter pot bets. 
or you could just make a change entirely and make everything two-thirds or three-quarter pot, regardless of hand strength. Another idea is that maybe you're playing your hands face up when you're out of position, but a little more deceptively when you're in position. So ultimately, don't worry necessarily about what your nemesis is doing. Concern yourself more with what you are doing that clues them into the strength of the hand that you have. Now, here's another idea. Maybe you fear your nemesis. So this fear that you have, even if you don't want to outright admit it to yourself, the fear that you have, it's affecting your play style and even your memory uh, of the different situations that you're involved in. So maybe when you first started playing with your nemesis, you had two or three instances where he made some plays that just totally owned you. So be honest with yourself and consider that this possible fear of your nemesis is making you play against them unlike you play against any other players, and they are able to exploit this. Or maybe you just don't remember all the times that you make successful bluffs or value bets against them because of your fear. It's allowing you to only remember the times when they seem to own your soul. And two other things. Uh, in your email, Dark Fox, you said that you hide in your hoodie when you face your nemesis and make big bets. I guarantee they pick up on this. You're hiding in your hoodie against them, but maybe against other players you just play normal and you don't seem to be guarding yourself. Well, your nemesis probably feels your fear here. This probably gives them extra confidence to call your bluffs and to value bet big against you. So try to treat them like any other player at the table and don't give your nemesis any special significance because of your interactions in the past. And then one final thing, don't talk strategy at the table and don't ever mention to your nemesis or anyone else that they seem to read your soul. You do not want to add to their confidence and you don't want them to think that you're taking this game very seriously either. And just after the break, I'm gonna discuss avoiding revenge tilt against your enemies. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash smartpokerstudy. I love learning from audiobooks, especially when it comes to some poker stuff, right? When you read that book the first time, you take notes and everything, but when you listen to it again, it reinforces everything that you learned in the reading that you did, right? So, for Audible, they have tons of books or tons of poker books on Audible. And they have, of course, my first two books, How to Study Poker Volume 1 and Volume 2, and my latest book, Preflop Online Poker. So go to audibletrial.com slash smartpokerstudy and choose one of my books as your first free book. And some shout outs today. Ricard Anderson purchased Poker Tracker 4. He just went to smartpokerstudy.com slash poker tracker 4. Looked at all the benefits of Poker Tracker. He selected his level of purchase because with Poker Tracker 4, there's different uh, versions that you can buy. Um, no Limit Hold'em only, PLO only, a combination, all that kind of stuff. He selected the one he wanted. And then when he forwarded me his purchase receipt, I sent him my smart HUD as a thank. So thank you very much, Ricard. And Philippe Verhelst bought preflop online poker in both PDF and audiobook versions from my website. So he's going to read the book and then later on to reinforce those ideas of what he read, he's going to listen to it again, maybe on his uh, on his commutes to and from work, that kind of thing. So thank you very much, Philippe. And if you want to get that combination of PDF and audio audiobook together, just go to the show notes page for today and click the same link that Philippe did. 
And just two days ago, I held the Finding and Plugging Leaks with Poker Tracker 4 webinar. It went really well. I've got some really good feedback from it already. So I want to thank, once again, Ricardo Anderson. He purchased this one, as well as Matthew Brown, Maxim Onutsen, John Gray, Mike Gunn, Oliver, Dustin Jansen, Paul, Darren Lane, Jimmy Lai, and Patrick. Thanks again, everybody, for purchasing that webinar. If you have any questions, please send them on in to me. I'm more than happy to help you plug your leaks and exploit your opponents with those same leaks. If you want the webinar for yourself, there's a link on the uh, in the show notes page for it. Alrighty, back to class, poker people. So let's discuss avoiding revenge tilt. Now, Sometimes when your poker nemesis is constantly pounding on you, you get angry and then you want to seek revenge. This leads to bad play and maybe taking your aggression up a notch and spewing some chips. This often happens at bad times and inopportune moments because your anger is taking over your logic centers. Uh, You basically just can't let them win another hand from you, so you aggressively pursue every hand you're involved with them. So instead of doing that, what are some healthier options? Let's look at those right now. First is to switch seats or even tables. Now, this is easy to do in a live cash game setting, but take advantage of it if your online site allows you to do it as well. When it comes to switching seats, you can always switch tables, that's easy. Now, your nemesis is so much more of a problem if you let them have position on you. So as soon as a better seat opens up to the left of them, pounce on it, right? This won't relieve you entirely because they're still going to be on your table, but it's a step in the right direction. Remember, position equals power. But sometimes your anger is just so high that a table switch might be a better choice. You're just going to have to figure that out in the moment. The next thing you can do is tighten up. So if your nemesis is pushing you around with your wider and weaker open raising ranges, switch to a nitty style of play. So drop the king seven suited, ace eight suited, queen 10 suited type hands. Instead, open raise for, or with only ace 10 suited or better, king 10 suited or better, jack 10 suited, the best offsuit broadways, and probably most of the mid to high of course pocket pairs. So now when your nemesis three bets you, or they even call you and you see the flop against them, your stronger range is better able to handle them. The next idea is to take a break. So let's say your anger is rising against your nemesis. Sometimes all you need to do to get back in the correct headspace is to take a quick breather. Sitting out of your tables, uh, hitting the bathroom, going for a quick walk, doing some push-ups. Those are sometimes enough to clear the anger away so that you can get back to the business of poker. Another idea, if you're getting owned by your nemesis, just avoid him. If he's in a hand, you are out unless you have like a top 5% hand. Two more ideas. This one is keep your poker face. So don't let your nemesis know that you're tilting and that you hate his face, that you want to sock him in the head right now. No berating them in the chat box online. If you're playing live, skip those dagger eyes and just look away or try to keep your blank poker face that you are hopefully so very good at by now. Your nemesis and everyone else at the table, they're going to try to take advantage of your tilt uh, if they see it on your face, right? So don't show them. And the last idea is to just end your session early. So if your anger and tilt are just over the top, the best option might be to just end the session. Of course, changing tables is a good option, but if you'll still be tilting even without your nemesis there, you're better off ending the session and saving your money. 
This episode isn't complete until you head to the show notes page at www.smartpokerstudy.com slash pod238. Go there for screenshots and links and to discover ways in which you can support the podcast to keep me keeping on. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or leave a glowing five-star review on your favorite podcatching app. And if you have any questions, just like Dark Fox did, send them my way, sky at smartpokerstudy.com. Alrighty, poker peeps. In the next episode, number 239, I'm going to tell you the monthly theme for June and prepare you for the great episodes coming your way. Word of mouth is the best advertising, so thank you very much for sharing the show with other poker people. Your sharing and caring is what helps us grow. Until next time, study smart. Play much and make your next session the best one yet.